He better run out of here. Amen. He'll get kicked in the rear. <laughs> Amen. Run, devil, run, devil, run, devil, run. Thank you, Jesus. God is good all the time. It's time to take up an offering. Amen. <clears throat> Look at that. Look at that. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you and we praise you for this day. We pray for your Holy Spirit to fill this place, to fill our lives. We thank you, Lord God, that you're with us, that we can have fun and enjoy the Holy Ghost and fellowship. Lord God, that, Lord, that we can just relax in your presence, Lord God. I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing here in this church and in our lives of each person here. I pray that, Lord God, you would touch the lives of all of us that are here and that are listening today. Let our hearts be open to you to receive all that, we, all that you have for us, Lord Jesus. And, Lord, we're giving to you, Lord God, because you've given so much to us, and we're thankful for that, Lord. And we're thankful, Lord God, that we're given eternally. Lord, help us keep our minds on eternity, on your kingdom come. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I got my amen crowd in the back back there. Doing a good job, Effie. So the title of my sermon today is that there are only two ways in life. And if you have your Bibles, you can open them up to Psalms chapter 1. Psalm chapter 1. There are only two ways in life. How happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked, or stand in the pathway with sinners, or sit in the company of mockers? Amen. Instead, his delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night. He is like a tree planted besides flowing streams that bears its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. I don't know about you, but I want to be like that tree planted next to the river. Flowing streams. Verse number four. The wicked are not like this. Instead, they are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand up in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to ruin. Which road are you on? There are only two ways in life. There's a way that leads to life, and then there's a way that leads to destruction. 
And in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 through 14, I believe, Jesus is saying, Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road broad that leads to destruction, and there are many who go through it. How narrow is the gate and difficult the road that leads to life, and a few find it. Which road are you on? You can ask yourself that. Which road are you on? The wide road or the narrow road? This week I heard a well-known minister, Derek Prince, I believe, who my wife and I, we, we watch him, we listen to his sermons, his preaching, a wise man filled with the Holy Spirit. And he said something that struck me, and I, I mentioned it to my wife this week. There are only two choices in life. Think about that for a minute. Your whole life. All the days of your life. There are only two choices in life that matter. All the other choices that you make are really summed up on these two choices. He said there are only two real choices. The one is repent or die. Repent or die. Those were his words. Derek Prince there's only two choices. We either repent or we die. And it really only boils down to your whole life are those two choices that you make. And it's so simple. Three words. Repent or die. And he's not just talking about dying in the flesh. He's talking about spiritual death. Eternal death. Eternal death. The flesh is hard enough for us to all face. We all have to face death someday. We're all appointed to die at some point in our lives. And we focus on the earthly death more than we focus on the spiritual death, the eternal death. We all get consumed about our own lives and dying in this flesh. When really it doesn't really matter. What really matters is our eternal lives, the eternal death, and the one that can send us to eternal death. <laughs> and that is God and Jesus, the Father. The second death. You know... I can remember a lot of times that I've spent with my grandparents. But I can't remember much of the things that they've said to me in my life. You know, I, I remember my grandfather being a quiet man. He didn't really speak much at all. But he was a strong man who we all looked up to growing up as kids. 
And my grandmother, again, who we all love to go down and spend time with, of course, she would speak more than my grandfather. <laughs> but don't women do that? Oh, it's quiet. Everybody got quiet. <laughs> but anyways, God is good. But I can remember one thing that my grandmother had said to me that stuck with me my whole life. And she spoke it, and it just went right to my heart. And you guys probably all know this. I've said it before, but I'll repeat it because I think it's fitting for this sermon and what God is speaking to my heart and hopefully speaking to your heart. And she said to me, Christopher, you can choose how you are going to live. You can either choose good or you can choose bad. Those words from her, I have never forgotten. I cannot remember much of any of our conversations that I had before with my grandmother or my grandfather. I can remember a lot of the moments that we've had and the times that we shared and doing things, but I cannot remember a lot of the words that were spoken to me by them. But those words that were spoken from my grandmother to me, I remembered. And I've never forgotten them. And it's much of the same as what Derek Prince said. You can repent or you can die. You can choose bad or you can choose good. But you know what? It's a choice that God gives us all. We all, no matter how great or how small, how young or how old we are, have those two choices in our lives to make. Either repent or die, which is the same as choosing good instead of choosing bad. Now I'm sure I did something mischief to have my grandmother say that to me when I was young because I was young when she said it to me. I'm sure, I'm sure there was more meaning behind that but those words spoke right to my heart, right to my spirit. And though in life, later on in life, my early years as a young man, I didn't really choose the narrow road. I knew my life was far from perfect. I know my life is far from perfect. And I have chosen many bad things in my lifetime. I have chose to go down the wide road in my younger years. Chose many bad things in my life. And I have had to pay the consequences for those bad things. And though those choices I've made might have taken years for God to heal, but God is faithful and just, and he healed them. I've been down that wide road and I've sat in the seats of mockers and the seat of sinners. But let me tell you, the Bible, the words of the Bible are so true and they're so alive. 
The road is wide, and that road does lead to destruction. I have been a Christian now and a believer in Christ Jesus for almost 30 years. And I can testify that a life without Christ, a li- that a life without Christ is hard, and that a life with Christ is better. It's a lot better. Not just better, but it's a lot better. Proverbs 13, verses 15 through 16, and I'll just phrase this. King Solomon wrote this. He said the way of a transgressor is hard. And that's the choices we make. If we choose to be living a life of sin, you will find that that life is very hard. That that life will lead you to destruction and will take things away from you that you do not want to have taken away or realize. But the devil is so crafty that he blinds us and he puts a veil over our faces so we cannot see the forest for the trees. That we cannot see the light on the other side that leads to life. He keeps you in that vague covering so you cannot see clearly. And all of us do not see clearly of all the things that God is doing on in our lives. The Apostle Paul said that. We only know in part because we see in part. We'll know fully when we're fully known. When this earthly veil is lifted from, our, from us and we're standing face to face with Christ, with God, that we will fully know all the plans that God has had for us. God's perfect plans. We don't know those plans. We don't know those degrees and the level of love that God has for each one of us. But God has a level of love that is so greater than we can ever imagine, we can't even fathom. And like the great grace, God's great grace covers all our sins, we can't even imagine the greatness of His grace or fathom it. I know I can't, at least. But I do know that those words are so true and that there are really only two paths in life. And the one thing about repentance is that repentance turns you toward God. I wrote down here, The road less traveled might have some difficulties, but it leads to life. The road less traveled might be hard. Derek Prince would say it's the road, well, it's repentance. I call it the road of the repentance road. 
It's the way to Jesus. The repentance road is the way to Jesus. I thought of that because I watched a thing. I don't know what, what it was. It was a Christian movie about the end times. The road to redemption. <laughs> the road to redemption. The repentance road. John, in John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. My wife and I, my wife actually shared this scripture with me this week. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the way. The definition of the way is a method, a style, or manner of doing something, a road, a track, a path, or a street for traveling along. Jesus is that path. Jesus is that road. He is the way. The way is the road, is the path that we are traveling on to get to Jesus. He is the truth. The definition of truth is the quality or state of being true. That which is true or in accordance with fact or reality. So it is a fact, it is a known fact that Jesus is the way. And it is true or a fact that he is a way. And whether we want to face that in reality or not, it is reality. Whether we believe it or not, that is a fact, Jack. <laughs> As Bill Murray would say, that's the fact, Jack. Jesus is the road. He is the path. He is the truth. He is a fact, and that fact is reality. Jesus is the life. The definition of life is the existence of an individual human being or an animal. Jesus is our very existence. He is what gives us life. And without that life, we are all doomed and lost down the road of destruction. Without life, there's death. And where there's death, there's decay. Jesus came so that we could choose life. So that we could choose Him. 
There is only really two choices. Jesus or death. Repentance or death. Life or death. Choose life. Amen. Choose life. For me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Jesus came so that we can choose him. He showed us the way. He gave us the life. And he is the truth. He came so that not one would perish, but all would come into everlasting life through him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that all who believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So again, I implore you to examine yourself and ask yourself, which road am I on? The road that leads to life or the road that leads to death? There is only one choice for me. And I made that choice almost 30 years ago right here in this church. It hasn't been an easy road because I've had to die to myself many times. And believe me, I'm still dying to myself. I am not perfect. But the one thing I do know is that repentance still works today as it did 30 years ago when I repented of my sins and confessed my sins and gave my life to Christ. Now in my pride which is from the devil, keeps me from repenting sometimes. But then, God usually speaks to me, and then I get it right with God, which is the most important thing we can do. Because the devil tries to get you off that narrow road and back on the road that's wide and easy, But that is not the path that God has called us to go on. God has called us to go down a narrow road. It's not easy being a Christian these days. We're being persecuted, even right here in the States. Our beliefs are, being, are under attack constantly. What we believe in, it's not easy. And it's not going to get easier because when they come out with certain things like the chip or the mark, that's going to, uh, the only way that you're going to be able to purchase things, then we'll see how life will be, how hard it will get. Because as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. And we'll follow his ways and not the world's ways. Amen? Because we've chosen and confessed this to choose life, to choose Jesus. And I pray that you would do the same. 
So we all have a choice to make. God's not going to choose that for you. He lays out the plan for you. But he gives you free will to choose. He's not a forceful God. He's a loving God. Amen. So, Father, I just praise you and thank you for this day. I pray that, Lord God, that, Lord, that we would take this word that we've heard and anything that's not of you, Lord God, I pray that you would just cast it away. Lord, anything that is of you, I pray that it would speak to our hearts. Lord, I pray that we would let you speak to our hearts and minister to us. Lord God, I pray that you would forgive me for my failures. Lord, Lord, and I know you do because you're faithful and just God. Lord Jesus, and I just pray that you would just bless, Lord God, your people today, that your Holy Spirit, Lord God, is welcome in our hearts always, that the devil is cast out and cast down to the pit where he belongs, that we today choose life, that we choose life, and we choose you, Lord Jesus, and I pray this in your name, amen, amen. Praise God.